98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. The retail sector says 2,000 jobs have already been lost as a result of the unrest. IT sector lawmaker Charles Mock says the government could end up shutting down the internet out of ignorance. And an online gamer who was expelled from an international tournament after showing support for Hong Kong's protest movement says he has no regrets. A food and beverage spokesman says restaurant closures have started as a result of the ongoing unrest. Henry Ma, the first vice chairman of the Institution of Dining Arts, says around 100 restaurants closed over the past month, putting some 2,000 people out of work. He also says many are firing part-time staff and requesting some full-timers take leave to help cut costs. Chairwoman of the Retail Management Association says she expects sales figures for the National Day Golden Week holiday will be significantly worse compared to last year. Annie Yao Chair says it's much worse than the SARS outbreak more than 15 years ago. Now the effect is actually in the whole city and also like um, in the SARS period, we, we know that it's going to be confined in a period of time. But here right now, we don't know where the exit will be. IT sector lawmaker Charles Mock fears the government could shut down the internet out of ignorance in an effort to stem the ongoing process, which are usually organised online. Executive Councillor Ip Kong Him said over the weekend that the government would not rule out the possibility of an internet ban. Mr Mock told RTHK that moves to stop access to messaging sites used by protesters would fail. Leader of the Liberal Party says he does not think it will be it was necessary for the government to invoke the emergency law to ban masks at protests. Felix Chung believes the move will only escalate the level of violence as seen over the long weekend. Mr Chung, one of two pro-establishment lawmakers who didn't sign a joint statement in support of the law, also shared concerns over the possible implementation of other emergency measures, such as internet restriction. I I really don't think that will help at all. I think that will kill Hong Kong immediately because Hong Kong is a free city, free with press, free with freedom of speech or whatever. Have you imposed something that uh, uh, control all the all the freedom of uh, information? I mean, that's really is not Hong Kong. That is definitely could kill Hong Kong. A lawyer representing prominent localist Edward Leung says a trial judge had mistakenly taken irrelevant factors into consideration when he sentenced Leung to six years in jail. Leung is seeking to appeal against the prison term he's serving over his convictions for taking part in the Mong Kok riots during the Lunar New Year holiday in 2016. Senior counsel Lawrence Locke argued that the trial judge had wrongly determined Leung's actions that night was premeditated because he was wearing a helmet, mask and goggles. But the lawyer said the incident happened suddenly and was not planned or organised by Leung. He said the equipment he wore was only used for self-protection. The CEO of the MTR, Jacob Cam, says there have been leaks of what he described as security information and he warned staff these could endanger passenger and staff safety without going into detail. 
In a letter to staff, Mr Cam said he understood there were different opinions on its policies, but safety mustn't be compromised. He said it was diff- a difficult decision to suspend all trains on Saturday after many stations were vandalised the night before by anti-government protesters. He also praised frontline and maintenance staff and called for unity. Seven stations are still closed today and services will once again end at 8pm to allow time for repairs. Housing Pressure Group has reignited calls for the government to release more land for public housing by developing private recreational sites and the Fanling Golf Course. The concerning Grassroots Housing Rights Alliance was speaking ahead of next week's policy address. The alliance has been helping a number of low-income workers, including Shirley. She says while she's not hopeful, the authorities can offer much help. She wants them to implement rent control to help tenants. I feel the government laughing help us. I have only angry. The government give me laughing. I hope the government can do the rent control. Because I live the very expensive for the house and only this one can make fair for the people. A top online gamer from Hong Kong who was expelled from an international tournament after showing support for the city's protest movement says he has no regrets despite being banned and losing a significant amount of prize money. Alex Price reports. Ng Wai Chung, who represents the Asia-Pacific region under the name Blitzchung, had just won a crucial match at the Hearthstone Grandmasters tournament on Sunday. The 21-year-old university student was wearing ski goggles and a breathing mask as he gave a live-streamed video interview with hosts in Taipei. He then pulled down the mask and shouted in Putonghua, Liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our times. The online interview was cut off shortly afterwards, and the video has since been taken down. Hearthstone is a hugely popular online card game in which two opponents take turns to deploy different characters with different abilities to try to defeat each other. Ng said he was unsurprised at being kicked out of the competition, but didn't regret his actions at all. In a statement given to the gaming news website Inven Global, he said his comments had been another form of participation of the protest, adding he felt it was his duty to speak out on the issue. The makers of Hearthstone, Blizzard Entertainment, said he had broken their rules and would not receive any prize money, 10,000 US dollars, according to Ng, and he was banned from Hearthstone Esports for a year. The World Economic Forum has ranked Hong Kong the third most competitive economy in the world, rising four places from last year. However, while the SER's overall score rose 0.8 of a point from last year, individual scores on indicators for judicial independence and freedom of the press dropped. Richard Prime has details. The World Economic Forum's Global Competitiveness Index ranks economies according to 103 indicators across a dozen categories. Hong Kong scored the highest of any economy in four categories, more than any other economy, and it featured in the top 10 of eight categories. It scored the maximum 100 points in macroeconomic stability and health. Those scores were enough to lift the SAR into third place overall, behind Singapore in top spot and the United States in second. Hong Kong's score on the Judicial Independence Indicator was enough to secure eighth out of the 141 economies, the same as last year. But the score was down slightly, dropping one and a half points. The score for Freedom of the Press was also down by 0.6 of a point, putting the SAR at 61st in the world, down from 57th a year ago. The index said Hong Kong's biggest weakness was undoubtedly its limited capability to innovate. 
It was also penalised for its labour market, with the lack of workers' rights protection putting it at 116th. Elsewhere, Taiwan moved up one spot in the overall rankings to 12th, while the mainland held steady at 28th. U.S. State Department has imposed visa restrictions on Chinese officials it believes have been involved in abuses against ethnic Uyghurs in Xinjiang. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said the measure complemented Monday's decision by the Commerce Department, which blacklisted 28 Chinese organizations, stating they were involved in a campaign of repression and high-technology surveillance against Muslim minority groups. The White House says it won't cooperate with the impeachment inquiry launched by Democrats in the U.S. Congress, calling it partisan and unconstitutional. In a letter to leading Democrats, a White House lawyer said President Trump couldn't participate in an inquiry which violated fairness and due process. The vice chair of the House Democratic Caucus, Catherine Clark, said the pressure on Mr. Trump was increasing. This president is putting his corruption on full display. We have the whistleblower complaint. We have the White House summary of the call with uh, the president of Ukraine. And it clearly shows this president was putting his own political gain above the national security of the United States. The Democrat House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said President Trump wasn't above the law and he would be held accountable. The inquiry is trying to find out if the president held back aid to Ukraine in exchange for an investigation into a political rival, Joe Biden. The search for an agreement on the terms of Britain's departure from the European Union is continuing, despite short-tempered remarks from both sides. Downing Street had said the talks were close to collapse after a phone call between Prime Minister Boris Johnson and the German Chancellor. It suggested Angela Merkel had made clear a deal was overwhelmingly unlikely. But the BBC's Damien McGuinness in Berlin says Germany disputes this interpretation of the call. The general consensus here in Berlin among officials and among commentators who know Merkel say that the wording she used is so unlikely as to be almost unbelievable. She's not someone who would speak so bluntly and so dip- undiplomatically. She's also someone, the general consensus here is, that she would never close down negotiations. She always wants to find a compromise. Conservationists are calling for more to be done to save emperor penguins in Antarctica. Scientists have estimated a significant fall in their numbers as sea ice melts because of global warming. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Amos. Emperors are the biggest of the penguins and in many ways the most resilient. They breed right in the middle of the ferocious Antarctic winter. Everyone's seen the huddles they form to hide from the continent's biting winds. But their need for nine months of stable sea ice on which to bring up their young means they face an uncertain future. Climate models project large sea ice losses and with them perhaps a 50% reduction in the emperor population by 2100. Finance and a short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,723. That's 169 down on the previous close. Turnover is $41 billion. Currencies, the euro is trading at 1.09 US dollars. The yen is trading at 107.16 to the US dollar. And the pound is worth $900.58. Sport now and to the major league baseball playoffs. The Tampa Bay Rays have beaten the Houston Astros 4-1 in Game 4 of the American League Division Series. 
A win for Tampa pushes the series to a maximum of five games. The American gymnast Simone Biles has claimed a record-setting 21st World Championships medal. She led the U.S. women to their fifth team title in a row. They finished six full marks ahead of Russia, with Italy beating China to take bronze. Biles' 21 medals include 15 goals, making her the most successful gymnast in World Championships history. Yeah, it was really exciting. I know it wasn't our best meet, but, you know, it just shows the strength that we have, that we still came out on top, even after we had a couple falls. Personally for you, 15-time world champion now, and also 21 <laughs> world medals, which is the, the most successful woman at world level ever. What does that mean to you? Oh, wow. Oh, I don't know. I'm, it means the world to me. I've worked so hard to get where I am, so to see that I'm still improving over all these years, I think it's just an honour to even represent the country. Next to football, Norway scored 13 times en route to winning their latest match in the Women's 2021 European Championship qualifiers. There were also wins for Germany and Spain, as BBC's Andy Bauer reports. Plenty of group games in qualifying for the Women's 2021 European Championship. Germany had a 5-0 victory in Greece. France had a 3-0 win in Kazakhstan. Spain had a 5-1 success away to the Czech Republic, while the Netherlands defeated Russia 2-0. The most emphatic winners of the day, though, were Norway, a 13-0 victory away at the Faroe Islands. England have already qualified for those Euro finals as host, and they went into their friendly in Portugal on the back of four defeats from five games, but the Lionesses came away with a 1-0 victory. The former Germany and Bayern Munich midfielder Bastian Schweinsteiger has announced his retirement at the age of 35. Schweinsteiger was a World Cup champion and also a winner of eight Bundesliga titles. He announced his decision to quit two days after his major league soccer club, the Chicago Fire, failed to make the playoffs. To the Rugby World Cup, where Scotland must win today's Pool A match against Russia in order to keep their hopes of progressing to the knockout stage. John Barkley will captain the Scotland side that's made 14 changes to their starting 15. He thinks Russia have surprised a lot of people in the tournament. The World Cup, they've been competitive in every game. They've been physical, uh, they've carried the ball very hard. Uh, you know, I think their scrum and line has been very good. So, um, yeah, there's some elements of their game that I'm sure you know, I've, I've heard them say that they need to adapt, they need to work on. Um, but from the sort of nuts and bolts part of the game, I've been very impressed. And certainly we've looked at them as, you know, it's going to be a big challenge. Wales will secure their place in the quarterfinals if they can beat Fiji in Pool D. The United States have just kicked off against Argentina. Americans are still seeking the first win in Pool C after two losses. To end the news, top stories once again. The retail sector says 2,000 jobs have already been lost as a result of the unrest. And IT sector lawmaker Charles Mock says the government could end up shutting down the internet out of ignorance. That's the news from RTHK. AM, FM and live online. This is Radio 3. A sunny morning. The smell of freshly baked pineapple buns. The ding-ding of a tram as we head to work. Neighbors laughing. The beguiling beauty of our harbor and skyline. This wonderful city has been built with the love and sweat of everyone. Treasure Hong Kong, our home.
to the One Two Three Show. My name is Karen Ko. I'll be with you today uh, till three o'clock, and I'll also be with you for the next five weeks or so. I'll be sitting in this chair for five weeks, not not continuously, but each day between one fifteen and three o'clock. So really looking forward to having your company. A big thanks to Phil Whelan for the morning brew this morning. Also, big thanks to Cruzanne McGalligan who was uh, hosting the show for the last four weeks or so. I know you're going to miss her, but the good news is she will be back on Wednesdays with her audio column. And uh, not today, because she's going to take the day off, but starting next week, Cruz will be back each week. Today, though, we're going to take a look at the future of food with Lily Ng, CEO of Foodie. She's going to join us uh, to preview what's called the Foods Future Summit, which takes place this weekend. That's coming up after 1.30. And as you might have heard, entries are open for RTHK Radio 3's Hong Kong's 